Hi, this is Derek from Atlanta. Unlike Bob, I am a former law enforcement officer, but I still enjoy listening to a practical show by a practical guy. You're listening to the Handgun World Podcast. Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Episode 536 to be exact. This is a practical show done by a practical guy and that is me. I am not ex-military or law enforcement or a gunsmith or even an industry uh, gun writer or anything like that. Just an everyday dude practicing my Second Amendment rights and believe very strongly in keeping them, which... Seems to be a fight that we got coming up, which I'm going to talk about in this episode. Remember, this is sponsored by Concealment Solutions, makers of fantastic holsters. And I've got several. ConcealmentSolutions.com. ConcealmentSolutions.com. You get a 10% discount just by using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD at checkout. That's all one word. HANDGUNWORLD. And so, Dr. John Nadine is going to be my guest shortly on this episode. He's been on the show quite a bit over the years. Uh, always has terrific things to say. John, you know, he's he's one of the most insightful people that I've ever had a chance to bring on this show. Uh, I think he's just brilliant. And he really studies uh, firearms, the Second Amendment. He trains like... <laughs> Like nobody I've ever seen train before. Uh, John's been a student with uh, me and Ben Branham several times, and he's been a student for a lot of people, taking a lot of classes. And so when he speaks, um, listen, because it comes from experience, and I've always thought that experience is the best teacher. So remember, if you got any comments or questions, my voicemail number 210-646-1727. That's 210-646-1727. I'd love to have your voicemail played on the show, give you some comments, feedback, stuff like that. And um, I, I welcome that. My email address is handgunworld at gmail.com, handgunworld at gmail.com. And for now, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, and MeWe um, used to be uh, Parlor until that fiasco. Uh, and when and if they come back, I'll be my account will still be I'll be using my account over at Parlor. So far, I haven't been censored by Facebook and Twitter, but well, whatever. Um, I guess I shouldn't uh, count my chickens before they're hatched, huh? Well. No more wasting time. Let's get right into my interview with Dr. John Adine. Well, everybody, my special guest, John Adine, is back again. Been on the show so many times. Welcome back, John. Oh, thanks. It's good to be here. I'm happy to uh, share your audience today. Yeah, and I should say, Dr. John Adine, uh, most people who listen to my show, they know who you are, but, you know, I get I get emails from new listeners, so in case they are... Uh, tuning in, um, I think you, I would say you are by far, by far, uh, America's gun-toting doctor. Well, I don't know about that, but there's a lots of lots of good gun-toting doctors out there. Well, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not number one, but I'm up there. I like certainly like uh, what I do, and I know I believe in training, and I you know, and I believe in you know concealed carry and. And I've been fighting for the the right to uh, carry in hospitals since uh, about probably 2013, maybe I guess, maybe 2012. Um, I'm uh, the membership director for Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership, which yep. is a Second Amendment Foundation organization, uh, and we are the kind of the anti-Bloomberg School of Public Health. We analyze uh, a lot of the stuff that's put out by the the uh, CDC. And uh, a lot of the the uh, kind of the, the medical journals from like the AMA and American Academy of Pediatrics, and we uh, we we pretty much uh, tear them apart. Yeah, uh, we're we're big fans of uh, Crime Prevention Research Center. We think that John Lott does some amazing stuff. Oh, he's fantastic! Yeah. And I personally support him with dollars out of my own pocket. Um, 
And so he, he's, he's an awesome guy. Uh, we also do something called twaydoc.com where we match up uh, patients and two-way friendly doctors. And uh, it's a free service and it's uh, confidential and it's not a searchable database. So we, you send us what you are looking for. We look through our doctors and then we uh, match you up. So that, that's something that's a, a pretty good thing. Uh, good. As far as what I do for a living, I am a pediatric orthopedic surgeon in San Antonio. So Bob and I are, are uh, I wouldn't say close neighbors, but we're neighbors. We're we in the same town. Close and, enough. So yeah. Ben and I, we uh, ride bikes together. In fact, we were out in 37-degree weather this morning riding Ooh. bikes. So um, it's not not quite Green Bay, but it's uh, it's it's cold enough. Yeah, and, <laughs> and speaking of them, they're on in uh, an hour and uh, fifteen minutes. So, right. so, <laughs> so that so so Bob can watch his, his Packers. So I can. So I got a hard stop here in about an hour. So um, well, all right. So I, I wanted to I wanted to bring you on because uh, I don't know about you, but but I'm mad. Uh, I'm I'm very very angry with with what's going on in this country today, um, and as a gun owner and as a gun advocate, and as I've been doing this 11 years pro- promoting promoting concealed carry and stuff. I I I think this is probably the worst time, absolutely the worst time in the last uh, 10 to 15 years for gun owners w- that we've got coming up. Don't you think? Yeah, I I think that we are facing an onslaught of uh, federal uh, legislation that's going to try to uh, curtail our gun rights, uh, to curtail the uh, production of firearms. Uh, you know, uh, if you look at Joe Biden's uh, website, he actually wrote out the agenda yep. of what he's going to do. Uh, they're looking to uh, put gun manufacturers out of business, so they're they're looking to uh, repeal the, uh, the Protection of Lawful Com- Commerce and Arms Act to try to get. Uh, people like Bloomberg to sue the gun industry out of business. Of course, you know they're they're uh, very happy to see New York going after the NRA, and the NRA is getting out of New York and moving to Texas, hopefully. Yes, uh, which will put them in a little bit of a friendly environment, friendlier environment. I wouldn't say it's entirely friendly because the left still is active here, and you know a lot of people say that Texas is turning purple, but that may or may not be true. Sure, hope not. Yeah, I sure hope not too. Um, in fact, uh, the GOA is, is having their gun owners uh, lobby day today up in up in Austin. Um, and unfortunately, I'm on call this weekend, so I couldn't attend. Otherwise, we would we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'd be up in Austin, probably. I understand. You know, beating the halls of uh, of the Capitol building here uh, up there in Austin. Um, You know, I look at this whole thing and, you know, you and I have talked about this, that I don't believe in coincidences. And there are just way too many coincidences going on over the last year or more. Uh, We look at the COVID thing, you know, you can think that the COVID, that could be a, um, you know, a single event. Okay, that, that could happen. You know, was it an intentional or accidental release of the, of the virus? We don't know. Who knows? But it's interesting how China limited internal travel, um, but it, they let people travel internationally out of that area. Which is interesting, yeah. And so, you know, if you look at the, the way it spread, it spread from, from uh, China to northern Italy, where there are a lot of uh, fashion workers in, uh, in Milan. And then from there, it went to Europe, rest of Europe and then to the United States. You know, we're in a global uh, situation because people fly. And this is a communicable virus. It's a respiratory virus. And so it, it's allowed to, um, you know, if you're in close quarters with somebody, you, there's a good chance you're going to pass it on. When we looked at the uh, early studies on the cruise ships, there was only about a 17% transmissibility in a closed system. So, you know, there were people on the ship, but only 17% of them got the COVID. Um, There may be some new strains out there. There was one in England that's maybe a little bit more transmissible. Uh, However, when these things mutate, they tend to mutate back towards the wild virus, and the wild virus is an upper respiratory virus. It's a cold. The common cold is a coronavirus. Okay, and so this is a lower respiratory virus, and you know, so is SARS and MERS and all that kind of stuff. So, and 
the pathology of, of this virus is that it causes uh, capillary coagulation. So you clot off the small capillary beds. And so uh, I don't know if you remember, probably six months ago, there was a 40-year-old police officer who got COVID. And then a few weeks later, he dropped dead of a heart attack. He wasn't mm. stressed or anything, but he had, he had coagulation in his blood vessels in his heart. Ah. There's a lot of people, their brains are affected by the COVID. Um, we know that you know, one of the major symptom complexes is loss of sense of smell or taste or an altered sense of smell or taste. So these are all things that are kind of a clue that you've got. And of course, fever is one of the things, although it's, initially we thought that that was real uh, common, but it's maybe not as common as, let's put it this way, it's not universal. Some yeah. people are, have fevers. Other people maybe have a low-grade fever. Uh, of course, younger kids tend to not get as sick as people who are elderly and have multiple risk factors. Although there is a 13-year-old uh, girl at, at Methodist Children's Hospital right now that uh, basically the COVID wiped out her heart, and she's going to need a heart transplant. Oh, man. So, so it, it, just because you're young doesn't mean that you're entirely, uh, you know, it's just going to be a, a mild thing. Although in the vast majority of cases, that is the case. Yeah. But, you know, there were, there's interaction with people's genetics, too, and, and their immune system. So... You know, we don't know. You know. So back to the um, not believing in coincidences, because right. um, so so the, so COVID hit, and uh, and the 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 enemies. Uh, when I say the enemies, I say our political enemies. Uh, the political enemies of freedom. Uh, the enemies of freedom. They used it. They seized upon the COVID opportunity. Right. And and you, and you can see that just based on how they responded to. The virus, you know, the, the viral uh, pandemic themselves. You look at states like New York and Michigan and California, where they shut everything down tight. Um, they put a lot of small businesses. They chose to to damage small businesses um, and favor large corporations, um, despite what the science says. You know, uh, they they put a lot of uh, sick people back in nursing homes, knowing full well that the elderly people are the ones that are most affected. Um, and, you know, you know, Governor Cuomo in New York touts that he handled this thing great, but he was responsible for sending uh, up to 40,000 people into nursing homes, even though he had a hospital ship sitting in the docks that they could, or the Javits Center, they could have sent all of those recovering COVID patients there. But since, you know, it was Donald Trump that sent that stuff there and got it set up, they just, he decided not to utilize that because that would actually make Donald Trump look good. And this really comes down to the fact that, that President Trump um, is trying to clean up the swamp. And both yeah. the Republicans and the Democrats benefit from the swamp. Don't let any, anything fool you. That's some, exactly some are right. a little bit more uh, with their hands in the till than others. Um, but let's look at some of the things that happened dur during the election. Um, you know, on an election night, isn't it strange that the, the, um, all of the states that were battleground states, they stopped counting votes all at the same time? Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Now, now, how does that happen? Okay, you know, one of the theories is that, is that the... Um, the Dominion machines, the algorithm that they used to kind of fiddle with the votes, that Trump was winning so much that it broke the algorithm. And so the machines shut down. They, they couldn't fake enough votes. They couldn't turn enough votes uh, based on the way the machines were programmed. So it, sh it shut down the system. Um, you know, these Dominion machines were not supposed to be able to be accessed via the Internet or to connect to the Internet but just recently down in, uh, in Georgia, there was a guy that was, during the hearing, was connected to the voting machines down in, um, I think, in Fulton County in, in Atlanta. And he was able to, to look at, at what was going on in those machines during the hearing. Yeah. This, was, this was like during the Senate voting. You know, there's the early voting for the Senate race, you know, the two Senates. Yeah. So you tell me. 
how does all this stuff happen? You know, and, you know, it's just. Well, and something else, something else, sorry to cut you off, John, something else that's interesting. You mentioned uh, Governor Cuomo, and, um, <clears throat> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about him uh, and, and the mayor in Chicago. Now, both, both of these politicians, okay, they have been locked down, locked down, locked down politicians, okay? Now, all of a sudden, they're out saying, we've got to get opened up, and we've got to get opened up next week. Okay, now why would they open up next week? Why oh, all this time shut down? Now they want to open next week. January 20th. What's 20th. happening on January 20th? Yes, it is right. such a farce, uh, this whole thing. And this is why I'm angry. It's why I started this interview and said I'm just, I'm, I'm really teed off. And uh, I, I really have um, some anger towards... This our, our whole system, and, and don't, please don't anybody take me wrong way. I'm not advocating violence. Uh, absolutely no place for violence anywhere for any reason. Period. Um, not yet. Yeah, correct. But it just I don't know. What do you think of that? All of a sudden lockdowns, and now now they want to open. Well, well, l- let me tell you something. This whole thing is a huge power grab by the left. Yeah, uh, they've taken advantage of the covid to change the rules on voting. They they violated many of the state laws. You have to understand the Constitution puts the onus on the states to make the rules for uh, for federal elections within the state. State legislatures, legislature. legislature. Right. But then we have secretaries of state. We have governors. We have judges making uh, determinations to change the rules in violation of federal law. That's unconstitutional. We're allowed to stand. Um, you know, we should never, ever, ever have unsolicited paper ballots being printed up and, and sent out to every uh, registered voter. And some people were getting two or three ballots. Yeah. These ballots can be taken. They can be filled out by somebody else and submitted. Uh, they were not... Uh, they were not verifying signatures in, in, in a lot of the cases. Um, they were, they were uh, on videotape. They were scanning the same vote two or three times. Uh, there was a there was a lot of uh, irregularities in the counting. Uh, you know, famously in uh, in Atlanta, uh, they sent the observers home, but they continued to vote um, to count votes, and they pulled boxes out from underneath, you know, uh, tables. But there was nobody observing. They wouldn't let the observers get within, you know, uh, 15 feet of people. So they couldn't actually see what was going on. This whole thing is, is uh, it just stinks to high heaven. Yeah, it does. And on that point, on that point that you just made, so, so you just got done earlier giving a beautiful explanation of what COVID is. But I guess you left out a part, John. You, you forgot an important part about COVID. Uh, it's time limited. It's it, it's going to end next Wednesday um, right. because yeah. it's okay. It's okay to open up next Wednesday. It's not okay to open up now because of COVID. But did you know that? Did you know there's a time limit to COVID? Oh yeah, no, it, it, because it's not now. It will be less useful for political purposes. Yeah, exactly. And this, and this whole thing with, with, is a political exercise, and it's a power grab. Um, and, and unfortunately. Um, I think the Republicans learned too late that they need to be in the middle of all this stuff. Um, we need to have have uh, people on uh, on the on the right as many or more people counting ballots and 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 poll watchers and poll and, and, and poll workers and you know election workers as the Democrats do. Yeah, um, we do, and we are, we are you know we're, we're out there working. They're sitting they're, they're sitting home. Uh, you know, waiting for their their government checks, but 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 they're working, they're organized. Um, you know, there's a lot of fishy things that happened. Uh, the governor of Georgia, what happened to him? Where was he through this whole business? Yeah. Uh, with, with the presidential election, we know that the the Secretary of State um, had some kind of consent decree with Stacey Abrams to allow a lot of fishy uh, election processes to happen again. Against state law, it's, that should be the legislature making those calls, not not the secretary of state, not the governor. 
And so, you know, all these voting irregularities is kind of the perfect storm. You know, they took advantage of the COVID. And, and of course, you know, they everybody was told that, you know, every day, even in San Antonio, we still have the, you know, the number of people who have COVID, the number COVID, the number of people that died, the yeah. number of people in the hospital, number of ICU beds, number of people on ventilators. Why are they doing that? I'll tell you why they're doing that. They're trying to scare the bejesus out of everybody to make them afraid. And then, you know, and they're successful in that too. People don't want to go out, and certainly they don't. You know, if they can avoid being in a place where you you go vote, um, you know, they'd rather do, do that. And so this facilitated the the paper ballot thing and the mail in ballots. And then, and of course, you know, the the post office workers are all uh, federal government workers, and they're union workers. And the the federal government union workers are very powerful. And, and so they have a huge say in what's going on. Um, they get, you know, they depend on the federal government and governments for their pensions. If you look at California, they're so far upside down on their pensions that they owe their, their government workers because, you know, the politicians um, were afraid to, to play hardball negotiating with the unions, with the government workers unions. Uh, because they they had a lot of power and clout, and they could get them elected or get them unelected. Um, FDR, who was not exactly the the most right wing person in the world, you know, talked about how dangerous federal unions are and, and yeah. government workers unions, and he thought that they should be outlawed. But you know, because for this reason that the, the, you know, there's so much money involved in politics right now, and money involved in government that that's that's the power that the government has over all of us. And and frankly, I think we need to cut down government and take away a lot of the power. Our our founding fathers would be rolling over in their graves if they saw what was going on here. Yeah, they would. But as far as cutting down government, uh, my goodness, you're saying that they have to cut themselves down. You know, yeah, they're not going to do that. That's they're the not going to do that. That's the problem. Um, yeah. And you know, and everybody says, "Oh, we need term limits and blah blah blah." Yeah, who who in the real who really thinks that they're going to vote themselves term limits? That's not going to happen either. No, it's not going to so, happen. So, um, so what's the solution? What 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 do Americans do? Freedom loving Americans. What do we do? Well, I mean, w- one thing that can happen is you can have a convention of states and actually ah. uh, do a congressional amendment to, to put in term limits. There was, you know, there were laws passed that that put term limits in, but they were deemed unconstitutional. Um, and so, yeah, it were, it were because there, it was not in the Constitution for for term limits for congressmen and uh, senators. The other mis- mistake that was made was uh, when when the uh, senators were put up by popular election instead of being representatives of the states that they came right, from. Right, right. Uh, it was originally designed that the state legislatures. Uh, voted for the senators, and so the, the senators were repre- representative of the state states themselves. They were beholden to the states and not to, you know, populism and uh, you know voter money and all this kind of stuff. And, and so th- this is a big problem. And th- and now, you know, we we see the the you know the the Democrat Party used to be the party of the little guy. Well, now we find out the Democrat Party is the power of the billionaire. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and the billionaires, you know, the, the guys with all the money and the power are the ones that are, uh, that are setting the agenda. Uh, the press has become a willing participant, and uh, th- they have uh, squashed information that is, is detrimental to, you know, I mean, like the Hunter Biden thing, right? Hmm. A lot of people didn't know about the Hunter Biden uh, laptop and, and the emails because you never heard it on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNBC, or any of those other things. You know, the, the uh, when when it came out, it, well, it was the New York Post, I think, that put it out. The New York Times, you know, poo-pooed them and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then, of course, uh, our friends in big tech. Um, you know, with their quote-unquote fact checkers. Um, well, now they're censorships. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's got. At first, it was fact checkers, which these people were were left wing. Yeah. Um, you know, 
people. And so, you know, that you look at it through through a, a rose-colored glasses, you could look anything. You could, you can, you know, they would say, well, it's not entirely true. Well, 99% of it was true, but the 1% may may have been a little bit off. Yeah. And so he said that it's 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 not a true it's not a true thing. So you know what? Um, and now we really see what's going on. Now that that Biden's elected and and that the uh, Democrats have both the Senate and the House, now big tech has really come out of the closet. They've they've uh, you know taken uh, the president off of Twitter and you know Facebook and you know kind of basically are are squashing him, trying to keep him out. Uh, they took Parler off. You know that yeah. that's going to be a big lawsuit. I want to I, I want to I'd love to have a piece of that action because that's going to be it is yes because and, and and frankly that may end up forcing the Democrats to actually come across with some antitrust legislation. Because even even the Democrats smell a rat. Yeah, and a lot of the people that were reporting the irregularities, they were Democrats. They weren't just Republicans. They were Democrat people going, "This isn't right." No, and so, and so there are honest Democrats out there. Uh, the problem is the people in power are so power hungry, and they are you know they are so agenda driven that anything that they do. Is acceptable, and I guess we now know, John, the reason why Joe Biden didn't get out and campaign very much. He either. didn't need to. He didn't need to. He knew what was going to happen. The fix was in. Yeah, he didn't need to. Because uh, I, I, I wondered for several months why why is he not getting out? What what's wrong? You know. And, and how did he get ten million votes more than Barack Obama? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and how did? Here's another interesting thing. When you look at the, the um, swing states, the, the large urban populations, um, Joe Biden won landslides, you know, huge numbers in, in those places. But all the other states that weren't landslides, a lot of them Trump won. In, yeah. In urban population, you know, black populations, Hispanic populations, Trump was actually the winner or it was pretty close. Um and so you have to wonder, okay, why is it different in the swing states from from all the other states that weren't, weren't swing states? Interesting you know, question. You know, and, and all those, all the kind of the the bell weather counties uh, around the country all went for Trump by big numbers. Yeah. And you know, it's just the whole thing is crazy. I mean, even like the the the, the valley, you know, the, the the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. Mm-hmm. That's that started to swing red. Mm-hmm. You know, that was swinging red for Trump. Trump was winning a lot of that stuff down there. And, and, and so, and that and that's a pretty blue area of Texas. It is. So so let's get to let's get to guns now, John. So what do okay. we what do we do to to save our our gun rights? Because um, you know, if if we're not aggressive. We're going to have to all be going out to buy a bunch of ten-round magazines. Yeah. Well, uh, the first thing is is one of the things that he wants to do is he wants to make all uh, ARs, AKs, you know, semi-automatic, um, you know, quote unquote assault weapons, NFA items. Yeah. So they, they, they're supposed to qualify under the NFA, and that means you have to pay a retroactive two hundred dollar tax for every firearm that that you own. Uh, is it there's something called ex post facto? Aren't you not allowed to pass laws that actually, you know, it's an ex post facto law? So Correct. I don't know how that's going how that's going to hold up uh, under uh, scrutiny. But then again, you know, I, I think the judicial system is probably going to at least be somewhat fairer than 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 uh, it was four years ago because Trump was able to appoint what over 300 federal judges. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and like like the Ninth Circuit, which is pretty far left, is almost equal now. Um, he's able to been able to flip a couple of uh, of circuits. And so maybe the courts might help us out in, in some of that stuff. Also, he wants to uh, have you pay a two hundred dollar stamp on every magazine over 10 rounds. Right. Not just make them. You can't have them or, you you know, you can't buy new ones. But that you have to pay a two hundred dollar tax stamp for magazine for magazines over ten rounds. Wow! And who has a reasonable number of firearms? You know, I mean, you're talking about a gun. Say, 
what, like the, the SIG 365 XL, right? It comes with 12-round mm-hmm. magazines. Mm-hmm. Right? It comes with three magazines, so that's $600. That's $600 right there. Or $500 gun. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's, that's just one thing. What about people who, who you know, who have actually prepared and who may have, you know, oh, maybe 50 or 100 AR magazines or AK magazines? Exactly. I don't know anybody like that, but, you know, there could be. No, there are people out there. <laughs> Trust me. Well, yeah, I know, I know. So people who, who have magazines, and they're loaded with ammunition, too. That was actually a sarcastic comment. Because yes. um, I bet a lot of people listening to this show have 50 or 60 right. AR magazines. So you're looking at, <laughs> if you have 100 uh, AR magazines, let's say, so at two hundred bucks a pop, that's what twenty thousand dollars. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's so, and again, it's retroactive, ex post facto. You know, this isn't going to fly. But these are the kind of things that that uh, that they want to do. Well, John, uh, hang on a second. You said it's not going to fly, and you brought up the courts earlier. I don't know. You know, these courts—they were so fickle and. And ridiculous during their hearings of all this election stuff, even supposed conservative judges wouldn't lift a finger to do anything, and they were throwing stuff out. What makes you think, when it comes time to gun legislation and fight some of this stuff, that they're gonna that they're gonna help out gun owners? Well, I, I think that you know the honest ones, the laws, the law is the law. Um, you know, with the Supreme Court. Um, John Roberts went berserk in the in, in behind closed doors, and, and and he's 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 a um, you know he's a he hates Trump. Uh, he and Trump never have gotten along, and also you know there are some questions as to whether he his name appears on the, uh, the manifest of the Lolita Express and whether they have some dirt on him. Because remember when he first started out, he was one of the guys that voted for. Uh, you know, for the for the uh, Heller and the McDonald yeah. uh, decisions, he was he was pro gun on both of those. What happened between then and now? Well, I, but not just him. I mean, look at look at the judges in in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin and in Georgia that that wouldn't do anything uh, to to help fix this election mess. How, why? How are they going to fix uh, crazy gun law uh, legislation? I think we, as as citizens, need to hold our elected representatives. Um, but they're not elected. No, no, our elected representatives, because they're the ones that make the laws. Yes. And so we got to get the election laws changed. Um, and, they're, they're, and, and the gun, and, and we have to we have to hold them accountable also uh, for gun legislation. We have to hold right. them accountable to that. And, and the other thing is, every every gun owner should be on the phone. Once a week, with their federal uh, senator, with their federal representative, with their state senator, their state representative, they should know who you are by name, and you need to spend some time face to face with them. Um, I, I've actually made it a um, a thing that I'm going to do this year is is to get face to face with my with my representative. Good. Uh, and, and and we all need to do that. We need to we need to. Support them if they're good, and we need to primary them if they're bad. And and that's the other thing is that you know the the uh, Make America Great Again movement is not dead, even if if somehow or other they manage to um, convict Trump and and uh, and vote that he can't uh, hold another office. There are still a lot of very very good people out there who we can put you know people like. Uh, uh, what's her name? The one that just got elected from Colorado, uh, Lauren Boebert. Oh yeah, okay. people like that. Um, there, there's a, Massey uh, is another guy who's who's good people. We need more people like that, and maybe some of us need to to throw our hat in the ring and run. And, or, and, um, and even people who are already in there that are good, like uh, Governor Noam in South Dakota, uh, people right. like that. Yeah, you got to support those people, and, and it's going to take some money. But it's also you can do if you don't have money, you can use you use your time. You can go out and campaign for them. But the first thing they need to do is hear from you. They need to know who you are and they need to know, 
you know, that, that you're going to uh, either help them or you're going to, you know, uh, oppose them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you live in a, in a Democrat run, uh, you know, area, you still need to make your voice heard and you need to get all of your friends. And, and if you have Democrat friends, talk to them and, 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 and see where they stand and take them to the range. If you live in a Democrat county or a Democrat, uh, you know, congressional district, take people to the range one at a time. You know how SAF says, you know, changing, you know, laws one, you know, one suit at a time. Yeah. Well, we sometimes we need to change voting voters one person at a time. And so, you know, you need to, to be generous with your time and maybe, you know, with a few, few uh, rounds of ammo. I know it's kind of a tough thing to do for most people right now. Um, most of the people who have prepared have ammo um, and, you know, take people out, even if it's, you know, 22 ammo, take them out and shoot a 22 pistol. Oh, yeah. Or a 22 rifle, you know, it's, it's less expensive and uh, it's still fun. But the, that's another way that you can get out there. But you need you need to uh, get off your your uh, couch. You need to get off your, your Internet. You need to get off your computer and you need to get you know, face to face with with uh, with your representatives and you need to let them know if you can't talk to your representative, talk to their staffers. There are staffers that they're they're the, the Second Amendment staffers, you know, the gun, the gun staffers. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you can get to the chief of staff, you can do that. Um, I, you know, I have the, the phone number of uh, of. Uh, uh, Ted Cruz's chief of staff. I oh wow! Call. Okay. Yeah, I I met him. You know where I met him? Where? Texas State Rifle Association meeting. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you go to these things, you can you can actually meet important people. I I didn't get a chance to talk with Ted Cruz, but I I spent a lot of time talking with with his uh, with his uh, chief of staff, and the chief of staff's wife is is the uh, is the uh, uh, NRA ILA representative for Texas. Did you uh, know that? No, no. Yes, and so she's very approachable, and she loves to talk to us. And you know, and I went to testify um, last spring up up at the up at the uh, Senate hearing, and she was there, and she and I sat down and we had a nice talk. So there are ways of, of interacting with people, but you gotta you gotta get out there. You know, as I said earlier, if I if I wasn't on call this weekend, I'd be up in Austin. Um, there are some good people in Texas that are looking out for our our, our rights. Um, Rachel Malone is the GOA mm-hmm. uh, you know person here in Texas, and she's very approachable. She's very 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 knowledgeable. She can help you learn how to testify. Uh, so what to say, how to do it, when to do it. There's all kinds of things that you can do. And there are people in each state that can do that. There are other people out there. You know, the Texas, the, 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 uh, the state uh, NRA uh, affiliates or the maybe GOA affiliates. There are people out there that, that, will, that can help you. So, um, but you need to get involved. You just can't sit on your backside and, uh, you know, and complain. It's not going to work. What's you know, your on Facebook and on Twitter? Um, is, is, first of all, is liable to get you kicked off, right? Now, nowadays, um, and, and frankly, it's an echo chamber now. You know, they, they have it such that that you only can talk to people that share your views. Well, what uh, you're describing here is is a, a full on ground fight for our rights. That's what this it is. is. It's a full-on ground fight. It's a grassroots fight. You know, we have, we have to we have to and you know for for the next uh, for the congressional election in, in two years, we need to have a ground game. We need to be out there pressing flesh, talking to people. Um, you know, if if you've got a good if you've got a good uh, representative, you got to support them. If if your representative's not so good, either primary them or uh, you know or find somebody if, if they're of the opposite party. Your person find somebody who's a quality candidate that can that can uh, go after them, and then you got to you got to get out there and support them. Um, yeah. you know, this year for for our house, we had actually two pretty good candidates. They were pretty evenly matched. One was a former Air Force lieutenant colonel, and the other one, the one who got elected, 
uh, in my district was uh, is a former Master Chief Petty Officer who who did uh, you know cryptography and intel stuff. So he's not a dumb guy; he's a smart guy, you mm-hmm. know. And and he seems pretty honest. I was actually on a, a call with him yesterday. It was a kind of a you know a, a, a what is it uh, a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that uh, you know he's somebody that that I can work with. Uh, you know, being in Texas, we probably have a better chance of having people that we can work with. Uh, in other states, you may it may be a challenge, but just because they they may not be of the same party, uh, you still need to be able to put a bug in their ear and let them know that there are people opposing what they're standing for. You know, uh, look what happened in Virginia. You know, they didn't go to the polls. The Democrats took over the the legislature. And then all of a sudden, everybody woke up. Yeah, but too late. It was too late. Um, too late. But that's but, the way so many humans are. It's human yeah. nature. People wait till it's too late. Right. But you know, the the next election's coming up next year, and a lot of those people <laughs> may be gone, including the governor. The governor is yeah. probably short lived too. Right. Uh, in fact, I don't think he can run again. But uh, but you know, people need to. Get off their butts, and they got to go vote too. I mean, that's the other thing, you know. Uh, uh, in the the um, senatorial uh, race, you know, that just happened, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, a lot of the Republicans sat home because they didn't think their vote was going to count. Because now it's hard. It's hard to blame them for that, though. It's hard no, to it, blame it, them. It, it, you're right. It is. It does. But still, you can't. Then you're just giving the the game away. Yeah. So what's the alternative? Sit home and let the let the other side cheat and win? No. No, you got to fight. And so, no. you know, you have to hold your 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 um, your state legislatures accountable, and you got to you got to make let your voice be heard. You got to tell them, look, we none of this you know mail in voting stuff. And and if you do have an absentee ballot, it's got to be applied for, and it's and the signatures have to be verified, and the signatures have to be on the ballot itself. So that they cannot be separated, right? So that if there is an audit, and that the voting machines have to be able to be audited, there has to be a paper trail. There has to be. Um, it just can't be in the ether, okay? Well, and we have to apply pressure. Also, no more stopping the vote count ever again uh, during election day. That's Let's put it, ridiculous. Let's set a time frame. You have right. to have the votes counted by midnight on the on the night of the election. You yeah, know, six hours. Fine. Hey, listen, it's all it's all. Um, there's no hand counting. Okay, this is all done by machine. So the fact that they stopped them, that's a bunch of BS. It, it was a scam to start with, and it's and it's because I, I think I think that Trump broke the algorithm, and and he was winning by so much that the the the, the computer went said I. I can't do this. It's not going to work. The numbers aren't going to work. We're not going to be able to switch enough votes. And so they, they shut everything down. And, and then they then, you know, they got truckloads of, of, of ballots come in. How many ballots never had any folds in them? Mm. Yeah. OK. Mail in ballots with no folds in them. People were testifying to that. We saw lots of ballots that were never folded and they had machine filled in and they were only filled in for. The presidential slot. There were no down ballot races filled in, and only for one guy in the presidential slot. Right. No, that's exactly. It. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was only it was only votes votes for Biden, and there were no down ballot. You know, so there was no senatorial, there was no congressional, there was no dog catcher, there was no mayor, there was no nothing, <laughs> just the president. Okay, and so I mean, these are all irregularities that that we saw in this election, and as I said in the beginning. You know, there's coincidences, but then when they start lining up too much, it's not a coincidence anymore. But John, this, but John, there's no evidence, not one shred of evidence. Uh, so many people I see on the Internet saying that, you know what, uh, it, it's just so easy to, to, to know that they're just liars. They're just liars. There, there's a website. It's called hereistheevidence.com. Talk about that for a few minutes, and then I want to wrap it up soon. Yes, it's anyway, it's got I can kind of show you, but it's got a bunch of different categories of of violations, voting le- legislature violations, illegal votes, uh, machine issues. Yeah. Um, polling place irregularities. 
um, general irregularities. I mean, there's, and then unverified new ballots. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of categories. There's people. There's hundreds of people who have who have put their name on um, affidavits, which means that they're subject to the laws of perjury, penalty of perjury. That, and they, a lot of them were Democrats. They weren't all Republicans saying this. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they're, you know, initially it was, oh, there's no evidence of, of any voting irregularities. Well, then it was like, well, maybe there were a few irregularities, but, but really not that many. Well, that, yeah, there were some irregularities, but not enough to change the, the election. Well, you know, you can't prove it, you know. Mm. But, you know, I mean, there's ballots that were destroyed. There were, you know, truckloads of, of ballots coming from different states. Um, you know, now how does that happen? How do you get ballots from out of state coming across state lines and, and going to a polling station? Hmm. There's just a, I mean, the, the whole, this, this thing smells to high heaven. It's, yeah. it's, it's fishy. And, and, and frankly, there's nothing we can do about it now. It's a there's nothing game. we can do about it now, no. And so now, now we need to move forward. We need to figure out what happened, and we need to put the pressure on our legislatures to ensure that it never happens again. And, and you know, unfortunately, from a federal standpoint, it's going to be very difficult to get the Democrats who control the House and the Senate and the White House to pass a, a, a voter a reform thing, unless it makes it looser and makes it even more easy to cheat. Right. You know, and, and, and you know, in the, in the beginning, we talked about, you know, we have the soapbox. That's the First Amendment. Right. And then and then we have the ballot box. OK, that's that's another way that we. But once once they take the ballot box, there's only two other boxes left. There's the cartridge box and the coffin box. <laughs> Okay, that's and great. So, you know, and people ask, you know, when when should we really use the Second Amendment at this point in time? What's what's the line in the sand? It could be here. Uh, a, a lot of people, a lot. I think we're already getting close to it. Okay, because mm-hmm. they've already taken away two of the boxes. Those are the those are the nice boxes. Now we're getting to the ugly boxes. Um. You know, when they start coming for your for your guns, that's for sure a sign that, you know, when they start sending, you know, cops to your door to confiscate your stuff, that that's that's when uh, we need to fight back. And they may try that in some states. Yeah, they will. And, and, you know, and that's when people need to organize. And and frankly, it's going to have to get dirty. Yeah. What you're going to have to do is either go after the cops when they're off duty, and this is going to be this is going to be guerrilla warfare, okay? Or you're going to have to go after their families, and ho- and go after the politicians. Okay? Anybody who orders that stuff that's unconstitutional, and, and there's and you have you have no uh, you know there's no judicial resor- recourse because the courts are not working for us anymore, are they? No, they're not. You can't vote the people out of office because all the elections are fixed. What do you have left? To fight. And, and unfortunately, the consequence of that is going to be to destroy the United States as we know it. And, you know, you've read all the dystopian novels of, you know, the, you know, James Rawlins and all that. Right. Kind of stuff. Right. You know, n- none of us want to see that. But do we want to live under a communist dictatorship? What's no. the alternative? No. Um, the alternative? Because this is what's coming down the pike, folks. Could be. You want to believe it or not, this is this is the first step in the power grab to move us to a totalitarian state, with the with the aid of of, of uh, you know the press and uh, big tech and big corporations. Remember, you know all these you know shutdowns. They're putting all the small guys out of business, all the entrepreneurs, all the people who um, make a living off of their own sweat, you know, the restaurant tours and, and all that kind of, all those people are going out of business and who benefits? Oh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, Amazon. Uh-huh. Walmart. Yes. All the big, all the big stores, all, all, you know, all the chain stores, they let those, you can go, you can go into Costco and be bumping elbow to elbow and that's okay. Yeah, but you can't go into a into a restaurant 
and eat even though there's 10 feet between the tables. Well, COVID doesn't spread in Costco. Didn't you know that? Yeah. Um, it doesn't go there. Right. Um, and here's so. something else I want people to understand is that anybody who's wearing a mask outdoors in the sun is, is, doesn't understand what's going on. Okay, because ultraviolet light kills COVID. There's not been a single case of transmission of, of the COVID virus from outdoor contact. Okay, so if people tell you you got to wear a mask outside, tell, tell them that little fact. And that, that UV light, is, is, we've known that for a long time. Okay, so, you know, it's indoor close contact with people is and prolonged coat, like in other words, family members and mm-hmm. things like that. That's where you're going to see that. Um, you know, most of the, you know, the restaurants, there's very few percentage of, uh, of transmission of, of, of viruses. In fact, there have been some, you know, uh, local governments who, who have been trying to put the, put the, the restaurants out of business and they've been lying. You and know, they basically lie about the numbers and the dangers and all this kind of stuff. And again, it's in the, in it, a lot of it's in the totalitarian states or it's in the big cities where they're run by people who, who are, you know, out, out for the power grab. And that's a good piece of advice to end on right there, John. I think, uh, talking about, uh, you know, why you don't need to be wearing a mask outside in the sun. Um, that's good. Right. That's good. I, I don't wear a mask when I ride bikes with Ben. I'll tell you that. I'm huffing and puffing. I, I, can't, I can't breathe if, I don't, if I'm wearing oh, a mask. It's, it, that's the other thing is it kind of restricts your breathing a little bit, which I don't right. like. And people who are asthmatic and things like that have a yeah. real hard time. Um, plus, you're breathing in CO2. And if you put a CO2 meter behind a mask and see what the, what the level of CO2 is behind the mask, it actually uh, exceeds OSHA standards. Yeah. You have a decent, if you have a real mask. Um, so it's actually not it's not healthier. And, and plus, you're breathing in, you know, stuff that comes out of your mouth, and there's germs and toxins and stuff. And you yeah. can get, you know, it's it's not entirely benign. Let's you're breathing that. in stuff you want to breathe out. Right. Exactly right. And, <laughs> and you know, there may be something said for you know less droplet, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I guess droplet spread. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it doesn't protect people. I mean, look at all the places that are shut down with mask mandates California, New York, all these places, you know, COVID's going nuts there. The mask doesn't stop the spread. And, and, and frankly, people don't wear masks 24 7. So you're, you're going to get spread no matter what. Yeah. It's, it's an infectious respiratory virus. Sooner or later, everybody's going to get exposed to it. Um, you know the um, the vaccine. Um, there are some potential issues with it. Obviously, we've seen a lot of people who have had some severe reactions to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is for a, a virus that has a 99.97 survival rate mm-hmm. in in the majority of the population. Okay, so if you're a young, healthy person, and you know. Uh, you may be better off getting the COVID than you are getting, getting, getting the, the vaccine. Vaccine, and it's an RNA. It's an mRNA virus. It actually has messenger RNA in it, um, and your your body's um, uh, apparatus convert that mRNA into the, the into the viral proteins, which then your body um, makes antibodies to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also um, viruses that that uh, make something called reverse transcriptase. And that's that's an enzyme that takes RNA and turns it into DNA. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, so are we are we potentially giving ourselves viral DNA, you know, over this thing? And and what would be what's the effect of that? We don't know. No. Nobody knows the long term thing of that. Is that is you know and you know there are, there are, you know Bill Gates is a zero population guy and he's involved in a lot of this stuff. Do I really trust what's going on with that? Not entirely. I think there are some good people that are doing good work. And, you know, I mean, uh, one of the, the, the uh, vaccines uh, was developed at UT Austin. Um, you know, they, they were they figured out how to make the, the, the spike protein RNA so that it uh, makes the shape of the, the spike protein 
just by itself so that you know it can be recognized by the immune system and it can be attacked and so but but why an mrna and just not why don't they just make the protein yeah and give you the protein why why mrna see this is the thing that that kind of makes me scratch my head if they have the ability to make the protein why just not give you the protein why give you a piece of genetic material and, and so that, that's something that makes me kind of worry a little bit. Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of a new type of virus. It's a new type of, of vaccine. Uh, I personally have not taken the vaccine, and I'm not really planning on doing it. Um, I, I, um, I take prophylaxis. There are drugs out there that, that may help. It's not 100%. Uh, we, we know about hydroxychloroquine as one of the drugs that has an effect against the, uh, the, the COVID virus. Uh, there's another one called ivermectin, mm-hmm. and you may have heard it because it's a deworming drug. It's a veterinary drug. Yeah, they, for deworming dogs, yeah. Right. Well, that also has an effect against uh, COVID. And, and it's actually, there's been some studies out there that have shown that it's actually been pretty effective. And that there was a bit, very large study that was a collection of multiple studies from around the world that showed that it did have some, uh, some beneficial effect. And so, you know, there are choices. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think we all have to, you know, we all have to assess our own risks and uh, what our risk of exposure is, and we have to make decisions based on that. Yeah. All right, John. Thank you. I appreciate this. This was this was extremely informative. Uh, yes. Very very good. Thank you very much. And uh, let's do this again soon. Okay. Yeah. The scary thing is, there's going to be a COVID passport. Oh. Airlines are not going to let you fly unless you you can prove that you've either had COVID or or that you've had the vaccine. And this is this is again part of the, the deep state. This is the scary part that really makes me very worried about this. You need to make sure that you lobby your uh, representatives against anything along that line. Show me your papers, please. We need please. to hold corporations that require this. Um, we have to hold them accountable too. Yeah, that's. That is not good for a lot of other reasons. And, nope. um, all right, brother. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. And uh, good luck to Green Bay today. Hey, well, we'll see. Good luck okay. to them. And uh, yep. uh, one of their biggest fans is going to be uh, uh, sitting there with a, with, a, with a nice Diet Coke and getting ready. And a cheese head, right? Of course a cheese head, yes. All right. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Got to go get my cheese head on. Thanks, yep. John. All right. Have a great one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. John Adine, again, many, many thanks for coming on. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff there. We covered a lot of stuff. And we, we could have covered, we could have gone on for another hour probably. So I'll be bringing John back soon and we'll kind of do a part two. Um, folks, you know, uh, buckle up and get ready. This is going to be a whale of a fight. Uh, this this really is. And you know we're going to win some. We're going to lose some. But we better be ready to fight. And we better be ready to do whatever it is. That we can do. Because our country is. In my opinion it's in dire straits. But it's not unsavable. I don't believe that it's unsavable. So we have to do our part. And folks we're going to have to get forceful. We're going to have to. Fight differently. We're going to have to fight um, confidently. We're going to have to fight forcefully. And again, none of this, I'm not talking about violence in any of this. Uh, I'm talking about fighting for our rights. And all of them, not just our Second Amendment rights, but all of our rights. Uh, just going to have to do it. There's no laying down. There's no giving up. Nothing. We fight. And speaking of not giving up, I got a uh, uh, cancer report that's not so good recently. Um, perhaps perhaps my lymphoma might have come back, hopefully in, in a manageable way where I can get some treatment and stuff. But please pray for me. Um, you know, I went six years with, uh, cancer-free, and, and now it might be creeping up. But I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm getting good medical attention right now so far, and um, pray that that continues for me. I'll have more details when I have more test results and things that I can go by, okay? 
Um, but thanks again, everybody, for your support. Thank you for listening. And remember, evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. So, before I sign off, please remember to support the show. Join the Shooters Club, ShootersClubMembers.com, ShootersClubMembers.com. Access all the great information Ben Branham and I have there. Um, I have a Patreon page, Patreon.com slash HandgunWorld. You can check all this stuff out in the show notes. I got an Amazon store. That's still active, and, uh, and I still get paid a little bit on that if you make your purchases through there. And, of course, take care of my sponsor, ConcealmentSolutions.com. Many ways you can support me. Concealment Solutions is my only sponsor, but I have, uh, I have expenses to pay and things like that. And uh, it's, it would be very helpful if you could help me out. So there's the ways that you can do that. That's all, folks. I'm Bob Main. This has been another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Shoot straight. Shoot safe. Read your Bible every day. And I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.